0: From
1: All right, so yeah, I Ooh. was gonna say like, um, it's always nervous when you when I you know, do it. there's something it's about so having weird. a mic in your face. And it's always cameras. makes you in cameras, expensive cameras. Yeah, especially when when you're not used to it. Like I'm still not used to it. I hate being in front of the camera, yeah. but it is what it is. You probably yeah. you probably have more experience than I do on that part.
0: Being in front of the camera, yeah, you know I do, Oliver, but it's not something like. It's something I have, to, I have to be in the mood for. Like, I have yeah. to feel, but sometimes I don't always feel confident, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. So, all right.
1: Let's make sure we have the audio, yeah. like, really good. So, adjust the audio. You know, so, that so you don't have to lean forward. You can move it and get it, right, like, right up That's to really, your face. Okay. That's what He's right. not going to be able to know. But um, okay. as long as you have it know. close to your face, you're good. <clears throat> all right. So, Stephen Baboon thanks for having <laughs> me oh, fun, bro, you're good yo, i'm good um right. yeah so uh let's start with uh Rentrer. yes what is there? that because we saw it at this um yeah festival uh last
0: week yeah so rentree is a f- art film of mine that i shot in 2018 in haiti and it <clears throat> it was screening at the first annual chroma art film festival shout out to them, it was beautiful. All mm-hmm. it was Della. great. Yeah, it took a lot of nice ben pictures. L'Apile, it was nice. Also, Creole or English or s- what Yo, do you think?
1: Whatever you feel comfortable. Right. Usually English because well, okay, it's we, okay. what I feel more comfortable in. But okay, no, we can okay, okay, okay yeah. you can we throw some Creole in there if you want. Okay, <laughs> yeah, but it's part of the culture. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, you know, pop papa for sure. Bro. Yeah, but yeah, man, is a film I shot in 2018, in, and it's a film that basically touches upon my identity as a queer Haitian Syrian with Palestinian roots you know having this dual identity and also being queer on top of that you know at the time I felt so misunderstood Mm -hmm. from people and from myself like I was like okay who the hell am I like like, I'm not accepted fully in all communities you know Mm -hmm. I'm not Haitian enough I'm not Syrian enough I'm not Queer enough, or I'm not this enough, I'm not that enough. So, um, yeah. So that was a film of frustration. This was a film for all Haitians who feel like they've been marginalized, and all Haitians that f- like feels like their Haitianness has been taken away from them. People telling them they're less Haitian because they're queer mm-hmm. or Muslim or Voodoo or Voodoo practitioners or Voodooists. Sure, yeah. You know, or or bisexual, trans, whatever it may be. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that film was a celebration of all our differences, but also a battle cry. Like, right, I'm tired. You know? Right,
1: and, and you can right. see that in the in the short film, which is nice, by the way. Thank I love you. the I love the cinematography. You, you pick so interesting locations. I have
0: to shout out my cinematographers, Jean Claude, Ted, <laughs> and Natalia. They really helped me with that one. But and yeah, some shots I composed myself too. But it was definitely collaboration. It was great, bro. But yeah,
1: yeah, that was great. I mean, it, I mean, there was a lot of interesting short films there. A lot of different art films. Yours in particular was nice because of cinematography, you. you know, and I always enjoyed, I always enjoy good cinematography. But yeah. you mentioned something really interesting um, about the journey you had about being queer and all these things. Who was right. you feel like was your biggest support?
0: You know what? Because this happened relatively yeah. early
1: in life. Because you know, listen for context. You know. I'm, I'm your cousin, so yes, I've literally, like, grew up with you from, me, from, from, from a baby. So it's like seeing you do the transition yeah. is, is an interesting point of view. So yeah. I wanted to know because I know from er- I knew from early on that yeah. something was, uh, yeah. was, you know, so different. I was like, okay. But then I, but as you grew, you became more confident and sure. more sure of who you were, and you started putting out content that reflected mm-hmm. that, and it was great, you know. Yeah. And was, I, feel, I feel your struggle, you know, yeah. about finding the balance of, like, where you really fit. Right. And Muñecaycín uh, is literally the only dialogue in the entire short film. Yeah,
0: it's the only soundtrack. The only it's the only lights. thing that
1: matters is to be accepted as for who you right. are. It's it's beautiful. I, I love it. Thanks. Um, so but yeah, again, back to the question: Who do you feel like was your biggest supporter? Because yeah, although I was be I was there, I wasn't there for a lot of it. Sure. I just knew you 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 know the the, the thing you were happening. But you always kind of introverted in that way where sure. you didn't really reach out, and it was hard sure. to talk to you about these things. So sure. I'm curious: Who was there? Who did you use like as yours?
0: I don't think I've ever been asked this question, which is interesting. <laughs> like, they
1: always ask, well, what
0: happened when you came out, but never who supported you. Honestly, at an early age, I knew who I was. I knew what, I, like, I was different, and I was okay with it internally. Yeah. Like, there's there was never a part of me that wanted to suppress that identity. That's why I was, I'm so, I was so vocal about it when I was younger and mm-hmm. growing up. It's because I was 100% sure of who I was. So, but I always felt loved, you know? Mm-hmm. like. For
1: sure. We come from like, a very loving family. So
0: we, f- again, like Oliver said, we're cousins. You know, we grew up together. We spent summers together. You used to come to Haiti. We used to come to no, the No, we US. lived in Haiti. We oh, used yeah, to come yeah, to the yeah, U.S. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. we were so living in Haiti. In we Haiti, came here. You were living in Haiti. Went to the U.S. But when you moved to the U.S., you used to come back to Haiti. Oh, yeah, yeah. On That's later on, like yeah.
1: That. But that was way after, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. In yeah, terms sure. of context. Yeah, yeah,
0: way after. So, yeah, I was always surrounded by Y'all never made me. Y'all never called me names. Mm-mm. You never made me feel like I was different, and that's what I loved. Like Stan is behind the camera. I lo- yeah, Stan's assisting Stan assisting today. Shout like out to Stan. Stan is like my bestie cousin. <laughs> sorry to all the cousins, but <laughs> Stan is really. He, he saw my Powerpuff Girls CD collections, my Hannah Montana. I had like, you know, I was interested <laughs> in girl things, or I was interested in different things that are yeah, not yeah, considered yeah. masculine. And Stan was like. I, that's cool, bro, and, yeah. he, and you all accepted it, Stefan, Sue, and all my cousins, not only you guys, yeah. really, I felt supported with all my cousins, um, and friends from high school, friends from college, friends from elementary school, mm-hmm. you know, I can name so many that I love Who was so the first much. person you came, came out, out to? Yeah, I'm curious. My f- the first person I came out with was my best friend, um, Sasha, at okay. the time, yeah, Sasha. Oh, yeah. I love you boo if you're watching this but yo Sasha was my bestie and we hung out all the time and I felt comfortable around her and I was like 16 and I was like I have to tell somebody mm-hmm. because this is who I am and I want to I want to just plant that seed mm-hmm. I told Sasha we were in the Miami house my, my grandma's <laughs> house yeah. in the kitchen I was trying to tell her that I'm gay for three hours. <laughs> I was trying to sing. And Sasha was like, Are you dying? No. And she's like, Okay, so again, so are yeah. you are you in love with me? I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I'm not in love with you. But then I told her, you know that I was queer and I was different. And she was like, dude, I knew it. And that was yeah. the reaction to everybody. But anyway, I'm rambling just to say it's all that good. if it wasn't for my friends and cousins yeah. that were my age that understood, you know, I don't know what I would do. But the older grown-ups, that's another yeah, that situation. Was,
1: that, I mean, we don't need to get into that part, yeah. you know. Um, but it is like that, you know. The, the people back then are kind of like one-minded, one, one yeah. minded, sided, and, like it's part of the yeah. tradition and stuff and like I have, that. It's I have to say, Olive, I have
0: to I have to um, acknowledge my privilege in the sense that, like, <clears throat> I could have had it worse. Oh, yeah, for you sure. You know, I know a lot of my friends, a lot of... Young Haitians or queer Haitians are facing actual violence, which is so mm-hmm. wrong. You know, there's no protection of the land for queer people. Mm-hmm. You know, we're disregarded as one of the, you know, we're the one of the most marginalized communities. Right, but Maine.
1: you've had your fair share of threats as well, I, right? I've
0: had my fair share of threats, but yeah, I've had, which was sad and nobody should go through that. But every, I would just, every journey is different, mm-hmm. but you know... Um, yeah, every journey is different, so it's, it's interesting to hear different perspectives. But, yeah, I just wanted to s- say that, I guess.
1: Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Because being privileged does kind of yeah, help the situation there, it, sometimes. Yeah, you know, I, but... It's definitely something to acknowledge, so exact, it's nice that you did that. Exactly. But it was bad, I'm
0: not going <laughs> to lie. It was mm-hmm. very tough that what I went through, you know, all of that. But, you know, I, I came out of it,
1: and I'm like, okay, right? at least I was loved by Yeah, for sure. People, you know? Um, so when you, fu- when you transitioned to the States, how different was that? Cause you became more alone. I now. was so free,
0: bro. Yeah. I went to sco- undergrad at 17 in Washington, DC, one of the most liberal cities, you know? And, nice. Um, how long were you there for? I was there for four years, 2013 to <coughs> 2017. And I could. Sorry, TJ. Ex- Sorry. So what did you study? I studied, oh, yeah, I have a degree in film, filmmaking in the oh, arts. Gotcha. And a minor in education studies. So that's what I, I got my degree in. But I felt free. Yo, I was in the dorm room. My parents weren't there. Like, not that like I was going to binge drink or do, but I felt like my identity, myself, mm-hmm. I felt like Stephen could sigh and breathe. I was just mm-hmm. a number in the States. I, I could be whoever I, I want. I could right. explore whatever I wanted without being judged or felt like I had eyes on me, you know? So right, yeah. I learned a lot about myself very fast, you know? So it was yeah. nice.
1: Do you, do, when you, um, what did, what, inspi- what inspired the, the artistic side of you?
0: I was always an artistic kid. Um, I don't know if you remember, but I don't know. Me, I mean,
1: we all went to some sort of arts, art camp yeah, at some we, point. Uh, I think some we're people continue artistic. to do it. I yeah. think yeah. us, we an artistic Stefan family. Stefan is artistic. He's, He's always drawn. Artistic. He's a and graphic designer. You are as well. I used to draw when I was little, yes. Exactly. I mean, it's it's always so. been fun. And we
0: always used to draw. You know, I remember we used to, we used to yeah. do art, artistic things or, like, yeah. So, yeah, I was artistic ever since I, I have a consciousness. You know, mm-hmm. I wrote plays, you know. I had a f- shitty camera, did films with my uh, the cousins, you yeah. know. Um, took photography, you know. That's wrote great. and did all of that. So, I always knew that art was something that was going to be in my life ever since I was a kid. You okay. Know? And I have to... Yeah. So you go a to kid. Washington, you do your four go years. I go to Washington, and, and, and I things. know I'm going to be a filmmaker. I'm right. Like, that's what I want to be. I want to be a <coughs> filmmaker. I want to direct films. You know, I want to make beautiful stories. I want to tell my story of my country, of my mm-hmm. stuff, whatever. You know, I was inspired by that. I still am. Yeah. And so then graduated, and I was like, I s- I f- it's not enough for me. I want to I want to <laughs> get my MFA at the Best schools, you know, I was very ambitious, and I applied to top schools, and I I was doubting myself. I was like, I'm never going to get in, like, but I got into all the, almost, yeah, all the schools I applied, and Parsons accepted me, and I was like, okay, I'm getting my MFA in photography, and photography stuck with me. That's the medium that Mm -hmm. stuck with me ever since I was 16. There's, so, photography, and still to this day, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm a photographer first, I guess, an artist. Yeah, I mean, your
1: photography has always been interesting. You you love the like for you it's not about how sharp composition mm, is yeah, is one hundred percent the key yes um focus yeah. factor there. Yeah. And so much of that I feel like is robbing today's modern cameras. Like yeah. you get you have the best equipment, the best lenses, you have yeah. the sharpest image. You know, and at the end of the day it it it's sharp, but I feel like we we sometimes when lose some of the artistic side of, exactly. of photography. And then when you go back to look at the old classic guys like um we're showing these people that from the 40s and yeah, 50s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all yeah, a matter of composition. Yeah. Their their cameras weren't the sharpest. Not the, the sh- sharpest. Even the shots weren't even focused sometimes. D-
0: yeah. Sorry, to, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's the story <coughs> they told through their photography,
1: right. you know. So,
0: yeah, I'm interested about the story, not necessarily the tech. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, for sure. I
0: don't care. I could shoot with my iPhone. Actually, you don't know if I'm shooting with my iPhone or DSLR, like because, you know, I just need the – paintbrush the paint i don't really care about what the paintbrush
1: looks like for those wondering it's notes i have on my tablet here because this man has been very eventful oh no so you just gotta have make sure we hit some key pointers Uh here some interesting stuff so um i do know that um the earthquake happened obviously in 2010 and you were there right yes i was so can you tell me about that experience oliver
0: yeah never actually spoke about it publicly but bro I think it is one of the most traumatizing and benchmark life events, you know, yeah. like, and I was so young and it was scary. It happened. I was, you know, came out of, we, we, it was after school. I was, it was exam week, you know, I'm studying math, <laughs> you know, I'm, and, and math. at the time, Sh- and my cousins, Shadzi and Kevin were staying with me. So it was the four, me my brother and the two cousins. So we were in the house. Kevin had exams and whatever. We were all studying. If we, it happened honestly. Oliver, I thought it was a bomb because t- everything was falling. Tuba tap tombi, like yeah, plates crazy. and everything fell. And I remember my mom was like, "Everybody go in the living room." So and your mom was j- there, but your dad was not. My mom, wa- my dad wasn't. Communication coupé, no communication. Yeah. My dad wasn't home, bro. The feeling I felt, like what, like people, and I. So I could see the. The mountains, you know, the house built on the mountains. If the some of the the slums, you know, I could the see favelas them yeah, like ta- the favelas, yeah, they like the a <coughs> dust happening. So, and then one of the people outside, I think the neighbors were yelling, Bomb, bomb. If no, the other one was yelling, No, some earthquake, stay, stay outside. So, it happened, and so my cousins we had no communication n- until we heard knocks at the door, people coming in the house it was the scariest Mm -hmm. thing yeah he finally came and thank god but bro and then the things I saw in the street you know dead bodies bro Mm -hmm. it was rough it was it was was rough and yo yeah and I still have PTSD in a way like Mm -hmm. if you shake me you come behind me I will feel a little
1: anxiety like it's crazy yeah I remember I, I wasn't there uh, for the earthquake, but I went lost there. A like a lot of people, yeah. Yeah, we did lose a lot of a lot people. people. I wasn't there for the earthquake. I was here. I was in school. And I went to Haiti six months after. I went that summer. So in May, I was mm. in Haiti. And, yeah, man, it, was, it wasn't the same.
0: Yeah, bro. And I can imagine you being in the States, like, not knowing what the hell is going on with yeah. your family back home. Yeah, for you know, sure. That was very that stressful.
1: Scary. And for sure. And I just remember the news saying tsunami and all these things. I'm we, like, what the hell is going then, on? And the aftershocks
0: upon aftershocks. I yeah. think the, the aftershocks were the worst. Because yeah. you don't know if there's a bigger one coming. Right. And we were never educated on earthquakes. I didn't even know until then That's my country that was prone to earthquakes. Yeah. And I'm like, can't. You know, infrastructure, you know, we weren't taught that. Yeah, on, you know. And we're
1: just so congested, too. So it's like we're a recipe very congested for and re- disaster. Yeah, we're
0: too saturated, and it's definitely a recipe for disaster. Yeah.
1: Wow. Okay, so um, you you go to do photogra- photography, your MBA, right? Film. 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 No, yeah, but after that.
0: Oh, yeah, then MFA in photography. MFA, right,
1: person. sorry. Yeah. So right. then what happens next? When do you end up in New York?
0: Yeah, so 20 tw- um 2018 I got accepted to Parsons. Moved to New York. That was
1: my dream. I don't bro. know what Parsons is so it, Yeah, Parsons Yeah, me. Parsons School of Design.
0: Son Okay. Son um, it, It's it's, it's known for its design school. It's known for mostly like fashion design, mm-hmm. um you know, um urban urban like um urbanism in in terms of architecture, you know, their social work stuff like that. So very design-oriented school, and they have a great photography BFA program. So, yeah. But
1: anyway, I'm talking about the school. But move there. Oh, go to school there. School is important because every time you yeah. we went to school, it's been a different yeah. topic. And so I, I
0: always want to say I go to Parsons because <laughs>
1: shit ain't cheap, and <laughs> and I
0: work hard for it. It's
1: hard. That's great, anyway. bro. Like it, it pays off. Yeah. You
0: would think it pays off, but
1: anyway, pays off in yeah, knowledge. Yeah, yeah, it pays off <laughs> in knowledge. Yes, it's.
0: I mean, I learned a lot, and it changed me a lot in great ways. But moved there, two thousand eighteen. Me and my mom, on New York lah. it was my first time going to New York in a long time. Yeah, I moved there, started school, met great people. You know, mm-hmm. excelled in school. I mean, I was a great. How long was that? I was a good student, I would say. A good. Um, How long? Deux ans. Mm-hmm. So, two years and three summers.
1: Okay. So nice. I started
0: my first summer, and it was beautiful. It was summer in NYC. That was my first intro to the city. What year is this? 2018. I started okay. summer 2018.
1: 2018. Okay, cool. Got it. Then
0: I graduated in 2020 during the okay. pandemic. So yeah, I had so a how Zoom graduate. So leading up to my thesis, we had to have a thesis exhibition, work on papers, like defend and pass our MFA. You know, and right? Th- we had to defend our thesis in order to receive that. So. Imagine everything stops, bro, March 2020. Our MFA, our defense is in July. So it's like, school's closed. We're doing school things in Zoom. Mind you, my equipment, my thesis is in my school, in the studio. I had to turn my studio apartment, my fucking (laughs) 4 by 4 studio apartment to my actual art studio. I was waking up. In my art with
1: plaster and paint, and like just, for me, I just see where Bel by, bro. Just it's, where no, no, no. Just at where first it was like, this is I the just life. see this kid in, in, in a room and just going, My whole wall is my canvas, yo. Everything, is, <laughs> yeah, it
0: is. I had sculptures, hang- I think I had high ceilings, so sculptures hanging. My bathroom basin was the plaster, I was doing sculptures, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah,
0: and I think. When looking back, it really sucks. I felt robbed. I didn't say goodbye to my friends. Everybody moved to their countries, to their states. But yeah. some stayed in New York, which I'm thankful for. But I didn't feel like I had a pro- proper closure to that experience. Right. And to this day, I feel like I don't. But I had, which which. But I met great people. They're watching. Probably if they're watching, I love them, bro. These are my some people that have changed me and been there for me. And yeah. But it was interesting. Pandemic yeah. graduation, bro. It was very very interesting in terms but it shows the power of artists we right. adapt it shows that art can be made anywhere in any circumstance right so it pushed me <coughs> to be like yo i'm an artist my survival is to create right and i created with what i had.
1: so the whole time you're you're going through school you're doing all these things what are you doing for work are you working at all or are you um so
0: when i was in school i had two part two part times three at one point i was a ta i was a research assistant and i worked in the equipment center in the school okay and you know when you're graduate students I mean the pay for the TA was uh, decent enough for me you know and I was doing freelance on the side Mm -hmm. freelance photography freelance photography at the time I was working a lot with amazing Haitian artists on tour photography you know designs artwork design you know so I had I kept myself busy Mm -hmm. but when COVID happened you know I couldn't see it. You know, I'd see it online. But, but yeah. But lost a couple gigs. Lost a couple sources of income. But, you know, we had the unemployment benefits and stuff like that. But, yeah, I was working. Mm-hmm. Working. But I have to say, it was
1: tough, bro. It was really so tough. So, when did you decide to do Studio Baboon? Because it was I, not long after the pandemic. Not long after you graduated. So, what yeah, inspired well, that move? Um,
0: two years after I graduated, I... I was applying for jobs, Oliver. I was getting rejection after rejection. <laughs> I was getting close to the finish line, and it wasn't happening. You know, I was applying for anything, professor positions, you know, art director positions, production assistant, or gallerist, whatever it may be. I never got called, you know, I never got it. So I'm like, <laughs> fuck <Damn>. this, <laughs> fuck everything. You know, my dream was to open my studio. I remember me and my friend Alicia. Alicia, we went to high school together, childhood high school buddies. And she did my first logo. She called it Baboon Studios. And she painted a monkey smoking. And it was like... My dream, I was like, okay, I'm going to open Baboon Studios. And I'm like... I mean,
1: Baboon Studios sounds nice. Yeah,
0: I know. And then I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to open Studio Baboon. I'm going to fucking But high school sit down in IT, no? Yeah, IT, yeah. Okay. But
1: I was 15
0: when I had that dream to open. Right. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to open my own creative house, you know, working on photography, marketing, design, creative direction, stage management, live experiences. I'm going to fucking do it all, bro. Mm-hmm. Because my art practice is expansive. Like, I'm not just a photographer. I'm everything. So I'm like, I'm not going to suppress... All that part. So I'm gonna create a studio and hire my friends and hire people I believe in and do projects and collapse together. Right. So it's hard. I'm not saying financially. You know, financially is very hard. You know, you have to really hustle every month.
1: Cause yeah, cause I'm gonna, cause I'm wondering like how you, paycheck, making, bro, how you making how you making like how you getting gigs. You know, and yeah. I know you've worked on but very interesting yeah. gigs. So tell me about some of the gigs you, you've you've worked on, especially with the. Uh, tour of musicians or doing carnivals yeah
0: oh my god i can name so, so all the all tell me I some of your favorite yeah. moments
1: from some of those
0: i want to say first of all i'm so grateful for all the collaborations i've done with amazing brands and people man and pe- when people trust you and your vision and your mm-hmm. talent it feels good and yeah. i've had really meaningful collaborations but yeah man i can name the first one is the bio tour with mikhail buent that has changed my life bro I started with Michael. He reached out to me in 2017 to he wanted to use my, one of my photographs as an artwork for his song Bio Kitab mm-hmm. They used one of my photographies with MM, one of my friends at the time. They were helping. They were sh- we, you know, I was shooting them in in, hi- in you know, college experimenting and stuff. So they used one of our pictures. It was so exciting. And then then he invited me to photograph Bio tours and invited me on set and Jacques Mel for his Jacques Mel why do I say it like that Jacques Mel for um, <laughs> I sounded <started> like a <laughs> mich- like a Jacques Mel Jacques Mel I know <laughs> yeah and then our creative you know part like friendship c- partnership collaboration creating beauty bro it's been amazing and bio has grown you know um, one of my collaborators Pizzy, who's been the stage for bio since day one you know he's Michael's good friend, been with Michael for a long time, and then brought, he like... He started
1: so young. Yeah. I remember when he started. He started young, and
0: he start at Tito's Taco. Yeah, like yeah, like bro. And so, yeah, bro. Like, Padme Cinq Moon. I mean, we, Sorry, went this, we went to the <laughs> same, same school. We went to the same school. We went to the same school, you know, kiss- but yeah, he was but yeah, but start from humble, That's humble beginnings, yeah, bro. but from 20 to... F- he sold out 5,000 people in Central Park. Yeah, bro, that's Park. amazing. We shut it down, but it's growing every year, and my dream is for it to hit madison square garden american airlines arena <laughs> yeah staple center i think it's not i think i know it's gonna happen because yeah manifested the, the movement is amazing you know the support mm-hmm. the community yeah it's great built. i mean it it's definitely great. does have
1: that that mm-hmm. potential vibe to be like a like its own little yeah. global thing every year goes yeah, in a bro- different and location every and year
0: it's like growing you know you have mm-hmm. artists from trinidad with kesta band you know, mm-hmm. you know Anthony Ramos, you know, you have now Becky G, Anne Marie, UK, Mexico being represented. Jay Balvin, who has supported Haitian culture and Michael, yeah. and
1: all of that. For I mean, so he, he did a concert in Haiti too, no? Jay Balvin, I don't
0: think so. And Mr. EZ too, I'm talking, Mr. EZ with Nigeria and Haiti collab. So it's great to see that kind of movement being pushed. I'm very proud of him. It's hard work, but yeah, bro.
1: That so what's what's your role on, on, on the jobs? What are you so doing on set? I started set? as a photographer just mm-hmm. shooting them
0: going around following them. That was the best time of my life. Yeah, bro. it's great Backstage, being stage, meeting <laughs> your idols, meeting Anya Paul Boom, and being
1: allowed to take Jay pictures Perry, of them. Yeah,
0: you know, you know meeting your people Mika Ben, rest in peace, you know, yeah, bro. I met great people, met Jay Balvin, met I mean I, through Bio, we made great collection, Lolo Zui, you know, I met You know, Naika comes out. Like, it's great. Like, all the people I, you know, Trouble Boy, Baki, like, all the people that were in my playlist. Like, you know, (laughs) I never knew them. And then I met them through bio. And they're fucking amazing people, bro. They're, like, humble, great people. And it's been amazing, bro. So, photographer, then creative um, direction, stage production, you Mm -hmm. know. So, um, what is that? What do you do when you're a stage production? I would say stage management, too, because. Right. Yeah, I can. Okay, talk but when on you're that.
1: when you're working on the stage, right, and you're doing the art design, right? Because I'm very interested in this because I think it's fascinating how you guys can set like yeah. set up a set, yeah, like how great. Shout prop- out to also Pizzy too. I, yeah. but I'll talk about the dynamic. <laughs> the, yeah, because we're gonna get to that. Because so, it takes a village, bro. Yeah. So, how, so when you have a project like that where you have to create the design, yeah. are you Obviously, I'm assuming you're talking directly to the artists yeah. to convey an image that sure. you want to portray, so how much of it is your how much creative control do you have mm-hmm. in terms of how it looks?
0: yeah, well, you know the bio started to s- develop an identity early on with the veve mm-hmm. carve outs you know the booth you know the beautiful side boost with the palm card cu- cu- curved out curved out carved out that was um Pizzi, who who is also stage creative too with me um, started that kind of identity M- him and Michael developed mm-hmm. that so I would say I, so fast forward when I joined the kind of joined stage creative last year we were so ambitious bro we have a lot of creative control I have to say this I don't know if I can say this but Michael lets us play bro. <coughs> Michael,
1: I mean I, I'm assuming that's why he works with you is yeah that and, and Michael the he, he also
0: is a very creative person so he has great ideas and me and Pizzy kind of put in our ideas and translate like translate his vision onto the stage and right through that we can outsource our friends we worked with you know, beautiful, beautiful creatives from Clifford, Bickel, Claudia, shout out, J- Junior Charles, like Junior Charles, um, Oliga, Pizzy who built the fresco for this year's bio. But, we, yeah, we just outsourced our friends, bro. And I worked on the animation and stuff like that. It was just we have a lot of creative control. I okay. And so we present. So Michael tells us the idea, okay, this is what I want for this year. Mm-hmm. Dope. Okay. okay so.
1: Besides Michael, what other things have, what other stage, uh, about the carnival stuff? You've worked on carnivals where you have to design floats, right? Yeah. How does the approach differ from being on stage?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same in in the sense that it's like when you're creative directing, Mm -hmm. your role as a creative director is to take the client's ideas, fuse it through your style of art, fuse it through your expertise, and translate it. To, to something that's tangible so it differs because it's two different things when i did quid du carnaval i was so thankful it was it was amazing it was a carnaval in new orleans um haitian co- haitian centered you know we mm-hmm. had, this year was women and women warriors so we we're honoring Anna Kauna and like all these amazing haitian women you know so it's like i still have the creative freedom to create you know for Kwewe, I was doing Float, I was doing floats, so that's different.
1: Okay, so but what is that? That's stage, the moving you know? stage, like yeah. That's on, like a little float, on a little, a
0: truck? Float, little moped, mm-hmm. pedicab thing. So, wrap mm-hmm. my fabrics, did designs for them. So mm-hmm. that was really fun. So it just creative direction is interesting because you mold to the different projects. You know, mm-hmm. I did a jewelry collection with Haiti Design Co. You know, so that's different. So, yeah, interesting. it's different. So you. Yeah, it must be interesting brandy. because you're doing. A Am bunch I making of sense? I don't yeah, know. I'm you a, I'm are. A you're little good. Stone. <laughs> you're good. You're good, good, good,
1: buddy. Don't worry. Um, you're definitely making sense. Um, but I noticed something with you that, in particular, you love fabrics. Yes. Like I feel like that's your that's like almost like your niche. yeah, yes. yeah You have this thing with fabrics. Love when did it. that start? Like I'm curious when this. I thing feel began.
0: like textile fabric. I feel like I, I grew up with it, mm-hmm. being Haitian and Syrian and Arab and all of that, and growing up in Haiti and in Haiti and growing up as a Haitian kid a boy, man, whatever. Color were, color was part of our visual identity. Yeah. Art, I love your uh, use of color, was, by the way. You, you always find great everywhere. ways thank you, to bro. connect them. Art was everywhere. Color, these colors are everywhere growing up. And my grandma from my mom's side used to sew and used to have these beautiful curtains. Matamiana, right? No. E, Samiha, Yung from okay. my mom's side. Shout out. Gotcha. Love she's her. in Syria? Yeah, she's in Syria right now. But my mom's side, so she used to sew and had she has these, used to have these amazing curtains and sofa patterns, and she used to go crazy with the colors. And every ever so often, she would change it, and it would change the space. Mm-hmm. It would be exciting to me as a kid because it felt like I don't know. Disney Are you seeing in her land. in Syria? Well, I talk to her sometimes. but my No, mom, but I'm talking about back then. No, she was. I don't remember. I used to live in her basement in my grandma's. Yeah, I, feel like, a I feel basement. like I just—it's a memory, like a little yeah, bit back there. I, I might have like, to yeah, dig yeah. back there. but I, I, li- I used to live with my grandma. Her. Okay. So every day, day as a kid, I used to watch her do these things with fabric. And so growing up, and 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 experimenting in art, and growing up as an artist, I experimented with different things and different. And I felt in love with textile because I could make things, and I could transform mm-hmm. myself, and I could transform spaces. And textile is a prominent. Um, Element in Voodoo and Haitian culture, you know, different, you know, how we honor the loas and how we v- our our clothes and our visual identity is all textile and it's all color and and I was inspired by that growing up because I saw it everywhere. Thankfully,
1: you know, so right. And um, you visit Syria a lot, right?
0: Two times in my life, twenty eighteen and then two thousand nineteen was the last time I've
1: really. Gone. Oh, I thought you went longer. I, so
0: you never went when you were a kid. Yeah, 2018, I had great vivid memories of going to summers there. And How and long I, were you there for? All, the whole summer. We so, you had two, mo- two mo- 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 months? Two months, man? Wow, nice. It was nice. nice swimming in the rivers. It was wholesome. You know, we so, tell me about that experience. Village. I'm
1: very curious because I, want, I told your mom the other day when she came mm-hmm. over, I was like, Yo, kill up me in Syria? Yo, I want to go, man. It's beautiful. But I want to go with Rakan.
0: Oh, that would be nice. Like, I can't go there and not go with him. It's a beautiful country. You know? it's a, but it's hard to get stoned if you know what i mean but it's all good but it's beautiful oliver yo it was summer 2018 we went back to my grandma's village zami vini the haiti cousin everybody was in the same village so mm-hmm. we used to go to, we used to meet at the town square it was like a town square it was called Rami. they used to call it Rami. And then we met there, and there were ice cream shops, falafel shops, munamzi, munamzi soccer, munamzi beer, domino. We used mm-hmm. to be there from nine a.m. Oliver, no alak, la at trois du matin. It was there was secu- security, like not security, but taking security, you would we not, not felt scared. There were computer rooms, computer labs, BR table. Like it wait, was what nice. part of Syria are you in? It was called Melki. It's like an mm. hour from a Tautus, which is like. One of them made. Where do you, kind you of land? Whatever do you use to get to? Well, your you land in Lebanon and then you drive okay. to Syria. So you gotcha. fly from the U.S. to Europe, then Iskal to Lebanon. But yeah, wow. and then you drive to the Syrian border, and then they have to inspect you and check you. Yo, it's a lot. It, and you know, I went in 2018. I was a kid. It was pre-civil war, so the civil war was kind of building up. You know, but I went back in 2018 during the civil war. In mean, 2019. It was so, it was heartbreaking, I'm not going to lie, that you have two homelands that are hurting, you know, Haiti right. and Syria. It's like everywhere has its itch- issues, Oliver. Mm-hmm. Every fucking sure. where is has its issues. And it's like I felt like I was suffocating. I'm like, whoa, where do we run to? Like, It's hard. It's a hard feeling. But also it was a great experience exper- to go back with my mom and have my grandparents there and Really get to know them I think to the, them. How the,
1: the food? I'm sure it's hella it's different. But amazing. we made a lot it's of different. Arab foods in Haiti yeah, w- I you mean, know, you've with had family it's and stuff. It's, 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 what yeah, it's
0: what we used to have growing up. I love Mediterranean food. But it's, it's food. better out there and it's so good and it's fucking amazing. It's
1: okay, amazing. so how is the? Um, I'm curious how is the um, cost of living over there?
0: I mean, it I mean, is it cheap? I mean, what's happening in Syria right now is hyperinflation, bro. Well, right now, yeah. But yeah. I mean, at
1: the time when you were... When
0: you in, in 2018, yeah. it was very cheap, bro. Yeah. You know, we used so to... So like i we used to have have banu mil lira. Let's say mil lira is mil good. I don't, I don't know the equiv, equivalent. But let's say, you 1000 good chaque That would last us a week, I would say. Unless, you know... We're kids. We're <laughs> rich. <Bobosh. laughs> I love that concept. <laughs> but, back, but now, like, the average Syrian is making less than fourteen dollars US a month, bro. A month, damn. Dude, the amount of currency, pagin So you have to give cash. So cash
1: you can pay money. for two. We can cash pay two
0: million liras at a restaurant if you want. Yeah. People, people, it's it's people are not eating, are not living, can't live over there. It's fucked up yeah damn but it's 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 sad like it's it's very very sad Oliver. yeah it's sad but but i had an amazing time like don't get me
1: wrong being
0: with family anything
1: with anything related to art inspired you over there
0: yes i shot my best work out there Oliver. okay what
1: do you mean by shot your best work what are you shooting
0: the my photographs that have been exhibited around the world bro
1: what they came from syria yeah i didn't know that so what at what point does this happen
0: I'm in grad school. It's 2019. I'm in grad school. I'm. It's. I'm starting to think about my thesis and what I want to be as an artist. What message? What story I want to tell? Yeah. And I. I was like, who better to tell my story than myself? So I dug very deep inside of me to understand my Haitianness, my identity as a Haitian Arab. You know, my identity as a queer human. And so I wanted to go back to my roots and I wanted to go back to my grandparents. Lives and their tell and, and learn their story of immigration, what they've sacrificed and what they were fleeing out there. You know, it's 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 interesting. You know, um, very humble, very humble beginning beginnings, bro. They were peasants mm. in in villages selling bread, brother. You know, did they
1: make the bread? Y-
0: yeah, they made the bread. You know, I that's cool. I, my grandma was fourteen when she got pulled out of school or something, twelve and help the family. You know, it's it's interesting. My grandpa, you know. So I wanted to go back to that, mm-hmm. to honor them, to say, "Messi, si c'est pas pour nous, si c'est pas pour nous qui nous viennent en Haiti. Right. That Haiti being their adoptive land and being our home, yo. Do you know why they chose Haiti? You know, they set sail to uh, the Americas. So they landed in Brazil, I think, first. And it was rough. Then went to New York, and that was rough. And... Damn. From New York, met Haitians that were like vinaiti suma. What year do you like. think is this? Is this the fifties, the forties, late forty, late late forties, fifties? Then my grandpa goes out there, goes back to Syria. move
1: Okay.
0: And Interesting. Yeah, I wow. out Haitian kids.
1: So it wasn't. So you, so your family literally got there in the late forties. Whereas my Papi Toto's side. been there for like...
0: No, no. Lesa, Papi Toto's family it's is there. Time, where, 1800s, I eight, think. Ninth, yeah. Yeah. They've been there yeah. for a long time. So my, my mom's side is first gen. My mom is first gen Haitian. Gotcha. You know, so... Okay, so you go
1: back to your roots, man. Interesting trip. And then you decide to go back again the next year? No. In, in twenty yeah, eighteen you go trip. and then you go to twenty nineteen again.
0: No, sorry, I mean I last time I went was twenty nineteen. I don't go that's the first and last time I've been. Oh you only been there one time? Only one time si- Oh
1: gotcha. One
0: time in recent times. Oh yeah, so time. you
1: went a oh, first time in two thousand eight. So yeah. So
0: anyway, that. I'm thinking. I'm in school. I'm thinking about what I want to be as an artist, and I'm like, yo, let let me shoot myself. Let me shoot my mom, my cousin, my grandpa, my grandparents. Let me shoot them. Let me photograph
1: them. And the ladies that work at your house, man.
0: Oh yeah, and you know, um, the people, yeah, in our lives that raised yeah. us. You know. Those were always
1: my favorite.
0: And it's be- it's beautiful because it's like, um, I want to kind of wanted to give us Haitians in equal voice and speaking and representing ourselves yeah. so you know from the ladies that work hard and sell in the streets to the ladies that work in people's houses you know mm-hmm. as femmes de ménage and hommes de, homme de service by say you know in that you know, so it's yeah, they I have raise us, bro. Yeah, they did. They're a
1: very big part of our lives. Growing very big up, part of our Sometimes lives they're there I'm, for a decade sometimes longer. Become, sometimes the whole time they become our mothers. Yeah, no, they no, they, are they are in some way. They are because when where parents are working.
0: And you know, I I've always <coughs> in my all work also want to fight for a better, for better labor rights in that sense. You know, yeah. In Haiti, it's a it's it's work. You know, and I feel like people who work at people's houses need better benefits and need protection. And mm-hmm. in my work and ideas that I have for the future, I want to give, I want to protect. Ev- like, you know, have people have rights and hate and everything. Anyway, okay. I'm rambling, but oh, but all you these don't ram- We're about to
1: get into. That. You oh just yeah. said something really interesting. I'm curious what that is. Yeah, and you know, so you how know, do you want to? I, mean, I,
0: I have to acknowledge our privilege in this space, and it's like, um, and it's like you know, I want to give. All of us equal voices, and we are equally as valuable. It doesn't matter who the hell you right. are. And, you know, I mean, me, my family are immigrants of Haiti. So, you know, we are in people's, you know, like, you know, it's like my, my mom and my grandparents always taught me respect and love and giving thanks and being gra- grateful and treating everybody equally. You know what I'm saying? So. I want rights for people, you know, labor rights. We don't have labor rights in Haiti. From people working in but
1: factories. I'm
0: from people working in factories to people working at houses to teachers to bankers to whatever. I feel like we have so much to tackle, bro. And in my photography, I want to give voices, imagery, representations to tackle these hard, hard,
1: okay. hard topics. Yeah. Okay, I have a we question for go. you. Um, yeah. So you like to represent. You use the photography a lot. How? How? What about the reactions from the locals? Because I know that was probably tough for you because you're white, you're queer. So how is the well, Haitians I'm, I'm responding not, I'm not white, F- to... I'm
0: white. I'm blanc <laughs> Haiti. Blunt. I'm a blanc. Meaning, I mean, it's that kind of a connotation to... Foreigner, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I guess.
1: Yeah, but the, but I want to know what the feedback is like towards <laughs> the locals. Like, are they oh, yeah. are they I mean, appreciative of your efforts of trying to represent what, Haiti in this way?
0: Yes, you know, I have to say, I get a lot of love and respect from people in the diaspora and people in Haiti too. You right, because I'm curious how from the locals from are from reacting. From you know, black, brown, white people, <clears throat> mixed Haitians. I get g- good reactions, but I also get pushback. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, I understand the narrative of like you know I'm see you know you know not being accepted as Haitian or you know having people resent you because people that kind of look like me don't give people that look like me a good name you right. know you know like history of colonization bro that's a trauma that mm-hmm. you know people in our country b- i mean yeah. black people we are a black republic plou- proudly a black republic you know black people in Haiti have gone through hell and back from slavery into like you know people in politicians elites people in the bourgeoisie doing very bad things anyway it's like they're not a good image of you know and i get it look at the majority of haitians live in poverty and they see people benefiting from their country bro i get it but i had to be i had to step in that shoe to accept you know what it's okay if i'm not seen this way but i'm not I'm going to navigate it with love and I'm going to take that negativity or take that hurt mm-hmm. that, you know, and do it, do something positive, bro. But yeah, some people, you know, you get positives and negatives and that doesn't matter to me right now in my life. Oliver, I don't care if you think I'm Haitian, if I'm Haitian or not. I know what I am. Right. I know that's what I am. I know I'm Haitian. Yeah. I, I can totally say relate what you to want. Yeah. <laughs> say what you want. I mean, look, we can't be living in 2023 and. We're globalized people. We're mixed culture. Right, we We're are. We're a mixed cultured world.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are absolutely. Which is beautiful to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, talk, me, t- talk to me about your next project. Do you have something with Haiti Culture Exchange or something like that? I have yeah. something like that. Well,
0: that passed. Down. Yeah, it passed. Okay. It was an amazing exhibit. Thank you, Haiti Culture
1: Exchange. What did you? A five Miles Gallery. Eh? What was it? What was? What it was, was just it? an
0: exhibit of my photography, and I did a couple installation. But it was for their summer celebration. Haiti Culture Exchange is an art a Haitian art organization in gotcha. New York doing supporting Haitian art and Haitian culture so mm-hmm. that was my last exhibition I have an exhibition coming up September th- I'm, I'm not going to announce it I don't know if I should say because we haven't finalized it but it's September it's coming out Okay. it's a solo exhibition with real art ways in Connecticut which I'm super excited about
1: cool and so when you know go I mean, on these exhibits, do you what do you what do you do? You, do you have to organize your own little set spot, yeah. like you get to set up your sure. corner, I mean, or how de- does it work?
0: It depends on the project. Usually, you have curators that approach you, and the job of the curators, which thank God for curators, bro, <laughs> they just say, "I love this, I love this." You send the work, and they do their magic. But you know, you meet with curators. They talk about you, about the vision. You know, you talk about your ideas because it's an exchange. You know, maybe you should use this photograph, maybe this size. And then they, you know, and then they do their thing. Sometimes I have to go install my work. Sometimes they have art handlers to install. Sometimes I have to curate my work and gotcha. come up with everything, you know. So it just depends on the situation and the project. But, yeah, man, it's it's been it's great. Are you shooting anything now? I'm not shooting anything now because I'm getting ready for a couple things. Bio coming this fall, and I'm getting ready for my solo exhibition. It's a lot of work. And okay. juggling freelance design, stuff like that, and
1: Okay, Where's the party there?
0: In October, the 18th of October. I mean, the 19th of October. I'm going to be in Miami, the 28th of October. Buy your tickets at biotour.com. Damn, bro. That's awesome, crazy. bro. It's going to be great. Yeah, man. Absolutely. I have written
1: down. To, you told me to remind you while we do this. Oh, about yeah. About a gunman story. Oh, Talk yeah. Talk to me about that. Shit, tell me bro. that story because I told you not to tell me because I was saving it. For oh this. yeah. So I don't know what happened. So tell me so your gunman every, story. I, I feel
0: like every time I get with Oliver, we talk
1: about
0: To a yeah, bro. So I mean, dude, we—it's a dramatic dude, life. In yeah. a way. okay. Earthquake was one trauma. This is another. This was before the earthquake. I was younger, but dude, that is another trauma benchmark in my life. But yeah, man, I was probably nine, eight, younger, eight, seven, eight. We were in Fjordilaté, and at the time, we were dans here in We went to Fjordilaté, and then it's a pizzeria, gelato shop in Haiti, so yeah. good. And then friends, my mom, it was my mom, my mom's sister, my aunt, my cousins, and then my mom, my mom, bye, 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 And then we were in parking lot, like screams in the parking lot, bro. And then we like everybody run. There's a gunman coming. And then they start to run. We went to a bank in complex. Was, an uh, yeah. volet, bro, tap, cha, bakone, bro, And I remember Oliver seeing the gunmen, bro, with their guns. My mom, the My My the only thing I remember is the gunman pointing, scanning the fucking like scanning the Damn cafe. Damn, bro. And, but thankfully, dude, thankfully everybody gathered together. If you prend, they tackled them to the floor, bro. People oh, you that mean that, you mean like the people at the oui, restaurant? Oh, oh shit. <laughs> how much people
1: were there? Bro, it was a packed house. No, house but other? I'm talking about how much gunmen were there. I saw two.
0: Okay. But, bro, like, it's Damn, bro, blurry, bro. That's but crazy. I remember going home and just like shaking, bro. It was Damn, scary.
1: That's nuts, bro. Yeah, I
0: really thought. I mean, I. That's another instance where you don't know what happens to your family members.
1: Bro. Yeah, it's it fucking crazy, bro. Yeah, it's been pretty tough, man. Yeah, like being in Haiti, it's been traumatic. You, you know, too, all of it. Yeah, bro, for you've sure. Grown up there. You yeah, know, we're like going through manifestations, kidnappings, you know, yeah. murders. Like, oh my god, yeah. it's it crazy. Yeah, it gets but on a lighter crazy. note, let's talk about yeah. um, what's next after. Um, Bio, like our studio yeah. Baboon. uh The studio yeah, Baboon man. get jobs when you're on your own thing. Like, do you have somebody working with you at the studio? Like, yeah. what's what's so, next for Studio yes. Baboon? So,
0: my goal is to keep growing Studio Baboon. So every project I do is under the studio. So mm-hmm. I have a st- amazing studio manager, Ivna Despine, who's a who's been my homie, my sister, my support since I moved to New York. She's an art creator, amazing. So she's helping me with the studio, organize my life, honestly. But it's just me, man. And Thankfully, the opportunities, merci bon j you know, so far they come. Some months, it's hard. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm scrambling. I don't have anything, you know. I have projects coming, but like, it's like.
1: But you enjoy but it. Yeah, but I'm enjoying it, bro. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm very grateful. I'm enjoying it. It's it's great. But yeah, I'm focusing on my studio, Oliver. I don't know what I'm doing in January. I don't know what life is going to be in April. Oh dear, it's I in, love in it. Every month, my month is different. So it's hard for me. My life is just, it's it's great, I bro. I think it's, it's exciting. Like, yeah, it's, bro. Fuck I'm yeah. always on my toes. There's always a deadline, and then there's always a different project.
1: That's why I feel like it is on set and why I like it, too. And I love the camaraderie. And it's probably something you, you see a lot when you are working. I love it, bro. I, I mean, love the teamwork. I love when we all have the one agenda, the one best. goal, and we all work to accomplish it. And it's a job well done at the end of the day. Yeah, it's the, it's the best. It's super awesome feeling. it's so feeling. rewarding, bro, working something. Yeah, absolutely. On something.
0: Yeah, as you know, working yeah. on sets. Like, it, and it's tough days. It's tough work days, bro. You know.
1: Yeah, man, you're it is. It gets. It's, I'm on faith. something now, and it's like 12 hours a day, and it's a different location every time. Like Monday, we're like tomorrow, we're gonna be on a on the beach. Shit, I don't know it's what be hot to expect. Or if it's gonna but, rain. Or it's gonna or rain, or or rain, and I'm like, damn, we gotta shoot these outdoor things, and I'm just like, and prepping is always tough, hard. you know? Yeah, prepping is always yeah. tough for something like that because the equipment is expensive. Yeah, it's a Sometimes high stress. Sometimes you're responsible for the equipment because you're the second AC, and you're you have to assist. Yeah. I don't, don't know, it's it's pretty tough, man. Yeah, yeah. man. But dude, I Like I know thanks, I I bro. know I've been trying to get you to come on here because uh no, I love your
0: podcast, uh, man. You've been doing a I great job. And it's you've great been, and you are an amazing filmmaker, you have good taste in film and you're a great photographer too, man.
1: So Thank you, bro. It's great. I mean, yeah, too. you inspire me sometimes so when I look at you, I'm oh, like, This thanks, guy's always man. taking pictures. I gotta be oh, bring my thanks, pictures with So now I take my lot. pictures everywhere with me. I yeah. take them on set and my goal is to Document my journey, document the, the sets and eventually like maybe publish a book on on just BTS stuff throughout my entire career, like maybe yeah, something long be, be you know, down the way that'd and just crazy. have a nice collection of beautiful images from all yeah. the sets, you know, yeah. and maybe talk about this 20 years later and talk about all the beginnings. Yeah, so man, be that's great. great. No, but man, yeah, man, messy up here, man. I'm glad you came, bro. Thanks Come for having me, man. I feel good. And this yeah. was a great
0: convo. Thanks, man.
1: Any last words, bro?
0: Um, no, keep going. Good luck, bro. This is amazing. All right, I, I, I and got it. <laughs> follow me on Instagram, Stephen Baboon. StephenBaboon.com. StudioBaboon.com. Studio, Baboon.com, Hell yeah, bro. studio <laughs> underscore Baboon on Instagram.
1: All right. Thank you, Shout everybody. Out Appreciate it. Shout out, Stan. Stan, <laughs> please. Thank you for tuning in to the Oliver Stone Podcast. Safe journeys across the stars.